All right. Hello, Cadex. Uh, thank you for joining me for this interview. Um, this is uh, Fernanda Espinosa, and I'm interviewing artist Cadex Herrera for the Archives of American Art uh, for the Pandemic Project. And today is August 11th of 2020, and Cadex is joining me virtually from his home in uh, White Bear Lake in Minnesota. Hello, Cadex. How are you doing? Hello, Fernanda. Thank you for having me and uh, creating the space for this interview. Of course. Um, we're excited to have you. Um, so as I mentioned before, we only have about uh, 20 minutes, so they're pretty brief interviews, but um, I'm interested in uh, starting uh, with just a general sense of how you've been doing over these past few months that so much has happened? Um, it's been a, a very interesting experience as, as a, I'm an educator and um, as a father and as a family member, um, just dealing with uncertain, uh, uncertainty of living through a pandemic. You know, every day you go outside, you go to the store, you go... Um, anywhere, you have to be conscious about um, wearing a mask and, and being safe and keeping social distances. So there has been, as far, as, far as an artist, uh, a lot of our work centers around community and bringing people together and being out in the community. Um, it has really put a halt to our work. Um, uh, however, I, I do, you know, I'm thankful that we have social media platforms where I will usually post my work. Um, however, um, as an artist, I, I do feel the need to communicate and be, um, you know, be around people and around the community and fellow artists and so we can be able to discuss and look at art in person and um, so it, it, uh, it's um, straining times. It, it's, a, it's a very um, unusual, um, never in my life have I ever experienced anything like this and um, you know, knowing uh, that there is a invisible uh, disease out there that can affect anyone um, is, is very disconcerting, uh, to say the least. Um, however, you know, as an artist, I really try to take all of that, those feelings, that information, um, and uh, sort of put it and fo focus it in, in, on, on my work that I do. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about the different kinds of work that you do? You mentioned you're also an educator. Um, so if you can just talk a little bit about that and also how the pandemic has impacted uh, the different communities that you intersect with. Yes. So I am a uh, media arts uh, instructor. And just last week, I finished um, a series of uh, photography camps. I taught photography to teenagers. And um, this has been, I've been teaching photography for uh, many years. I do some summer camps and I've also taught art and media arts at uh, high school level. And, um, but my experience with uh, doing uh, remote learning, you know, is very different. It takes a little bit to get used to, but um, my uh, organization I work with is called Film North. Uh, they really provided a, a good resources and uh, training so that that could be so that the, the technology wasn't an issue. But um, as far as communicating and, and contact and staying uh, 
uh, and keeping your students focused, you know, that's a whole different world now because um, uh, they're not there with you. And as a photography teacher, as an art teacher, um, that was a little interesting to work around. Um, however, you know, we figured it out and the students went out there and they did great work. Um, but yeah, it, it just the idea of, you know, getting used to or starting a, a new methodology of education, um, I think uh, we really, as, as a society, we really have to look at the infrastructure that we have and uh, that we will provide for, for students with uh, low means, for students with no access, um, because, you know, this is our new reality now, is that um, we have to start thinking about, uh, still, we have to educate our youth, our, our children, and um, I believe that, um, we, we have to put those um, resources in place so that that learning can occur. And also I'm seeing that there is gonna be a drastic change in the educational models, you know, from what we have uh, in the past or from our um, traditional educational um, structures. Now we have more options. And I think that uh, this pandemic has made us see that clearly and also has opened up the, the doors for, um, you know, for the different educational organizations to, to approach learning in a different way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and have you seen any, or have you felt all the, the impact also on your personal work as an artist and how have you seen those shift? Absolutely. Um, I started some years ago doing uh, summer art uh, sales. Um, Minnesota, we have a short but beautiful summer and uh, we take opportunity to do, you know, art crawls and go out and uh, do different uh, art sales at different uh, places. And it's part of, uh, of the way I, you know, keep uh, some in income coming in aside from my, uh, my regular job. And uh, all of that has had to been, you know, canceled. Um, so it has affected me economically, financially. Uh, uh, however, you know, I, I do get some occasional sales uh, via my um, platforms. Um, however, I don't have that access to new uh, clients and new people and new visitors uh, to my work. And so that has been very difficult. And, and the pandemic is, you know, largely is, is what's causing that, right? So everything has been canceled. Uh, no general groupings of people so we really can't have art shows and go to galleries and have art sales and and uh, sort of do the traditional sort of art sale um, things that we used to do even last year yeah um so before we started the interview you were uh telling me a little bit about your family um in belize um I'm interested in hearing a little bit more about what the impact has been for artists like you who have families and loved ones in other places um, and also how it has um, impacted your closer network, your family and your loved ones. Sure. Um, I, I, I used a lot of the, uh, the money that I've made uh, during my you know, because I have a regular job, I have a family and, and, and your typical family life builds. But a lot of the funds that I made through my art sales, I would share that with my family in Belize, my little brothers and sisters. Um, uh, beautiful country, however, we really have uh, an issue with, uh, you know, unemployment 
and opportunities. So um, I do send uh, a lot of funds down to Belize, and especially now during the pandemic, um, I've had to increase those funds just because they can't work and they can't go outside because they're under the same limitations as, um, as we are here. Um, so that has definitely affected um, a lot financially um, and how, you know, I help them and um, just trying to keep them, uh, you know, abreast of the news and asking them to, you know, please be safe and just having those typical worries for your family, you know. Um, and it has also affected um, uh, my, my art collaborations with, with other artists here in the Twin Cities. Um, I work for an organization called CLUS, Comunidades Latinas Unidas en Servicio, which is a service organization, nonprofit that helps out uh, communities as well as artists. And um, just last year, they opened a new gallery and there was uh, an opportunity for me to have a solo show and I was super excited and it was going to be in August this month. But however, that all had to get pushed, pushed to next year, hopefully. And um, also, I'm part of a mural group and uh, the muralistas, we can't get together again because of the same uh, concerns with uh, COVID and, um, you know, social distancing and just following the, the protocols that are set by the, gover by the governor here in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you worked on a, on a mural uh, with an image that has traveled around the country uh, with other collaborators. You just mentioned your, I'm not sure if this is part of the same mural group, but can you talk a little bit more about that mural and your practice um, as a artist in the public space? Thank you. Um, so, um, uh, uh, like I said, I'm a, I'm a media artist and uh, many years ago I decided to change my focus as an artist rather than, and I still do, you know, rather than, you know, painting landscapes and beautiful pictures, I decided to start focusing on, on social justice in my work. Um, and um, so I transformed uh, what I do to more of a social justice leaning art, um, speaking on issues of, um, you know, police brutality, uh, immigration, um, uh, 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 issues that affect um, Native American uh, women disappearing and uh, not being accounted for and, and uh, the, the people in charge not really looking at that. So um, also, um, you know, just create work to bring awareness to, to the environment as well and all of these social issues that are important to me. And, um, and I have been a big supporter of Black Lives Matter and I've been doing work uh, to support Black Lives Matter and to uh, uh, echo and amplify, you know, the, their message. And um, on uh, May 25th, uh, George Floyd was murdered by um, the, some police officers here in Minneapolis. And, um, you know, I, I saw the footage on, I believe it was Tuesday morning. And I was so, I, I, can't, um, I can't put into words all the emotions that went into me because I could see myself, you know, he was in his 40s as, as am I. And um, um, I, I could see any one of my, you know, my brothers and sisters, my neighbors, people I know uh, being George Floyd and uh, it was devastating. And I needed to, um, to say something, you know, I needed to stand up and, and, and say, hey, this can't happen anymore. Um, uh, some years past uh, or prior to that, 
uh, Philando Castile, uh, who was also, uh, he was a St. Paul, who um, was from the city of St. Paul, and he was also murdered by police. And I remember creating some artwork on my platform to honor Philando Castile. And um, I, I didn't, personally, I didn't feel like it was enough. Like I didn't, you know, it was just for my limited audience that I have on my platforms. And so um, I went out there and I protested on, um, on, on a Tuesday night. And then I went out there on Wednesday night as well. And when I came home Wednesday night, uh, Zena Goldman, who was one of the partners uh, that painted the mural, she and I are in the same uh, muralist program at Clues. And she called me and she said, Cadix, I have an idea. Uh, I have this portrait of George Floyd. Um, would you, you know, would you want to, to paint a port, uh, mural with me? And I said, yeah. She's like, can you come up with an idea on how we can make this work? And so um, I said, okay. So, you know, it took me very little time to come up with a concept. I sent it to her. She said, oh, this is, you know, this, this is speaking to what it is that we're trying to say. And then I told her, just give me some more time and uh, an hour or so, and I'll send you a more sort of um, precise uh, work a precise concept, and um, an hour later or so, I sent her the, the the idea, the concept that you see up on the 38th and Chicago of the George Floyd mural, um, and uh, it it was a a work of that came out of you know anger and, and sympathy and um, solidarity, and also um, in an effort to to speak louder to say you know, this, this person was a human being. Uh, he was valued by his community and his family. Um, it could be any of us. Police brutality needs to stop. And, um, and I wanted to focus on, you know, his humanity. I wanted to focus on him as a, as a person and his community. And so it was a very sort of intense um, uh, situation and time for me, just dealing with all the emotions and, and you know, and uh, participating in something that I never would have thought in, in, you know, that it would become as big or the response uh, would be so positive um, from, like you said, you know, uh, from around the world. Um, so it was um, just, just an incredibly surreal uh, experience. Um, also healing um, and uh, reflective, you know, for me, just to see um, the, the, the people from the community who came and that were there watching us create this mural while we were painting it and lending a hand, you know, bringing, bringing us water and food and asking us if we needed anything and uh, just the support from the community. Uh, you know, there was uh, two or three guys who came and said, hey, you know, I want to make sure that you guys feel safe. We're going to stand here until you guys are done with this mural. No one's going to touch you. No one's going to hurt you. And so just, um, and, and oh, and then um, also while we were painting right across uh, the corner from the store where, where George Floyd actually was murdered, um, uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson came to speak and, and Al Sharpton. And it was just such a moving experience for me. It's one of the things that stands out the most to me because I, I was, you know, we're painting, I'm painting this mural and trying to figure out, you know, the lines and getting just the technical parts of painting a mural. And I could hear Jesse Jackson's voice 
in the background and he's doing the call and response, you know, with the crowd. And it was just so moving and, and motivating. And um, it was, uh, yeah, so it was just a tremendous um, humbling as well experience um, that, that I went through. And, um, uh, you know, I, I'm grateful and that, that I had the opportunity to, to do that. And I'm happy with my choice of standing up and saying, Yes, I'm gonna go and, and do this with uh, with the other artists and and uh, you know create this piece, you know, and whatever happens, happens, and um, and so yeah, so the 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 response from from the community at the world has just been, you know, was overwhelming um, and and incredibly positive and supportive. So it was uh, it was an experience. Mm -hmm. Um. When you were um, putting together the the sign for the mural, um, what was going through uh, through you? What were you trying to communicate? As a as a rule, I've uh, any any uh, any of the social art that I do, especially when, we, when it comes to politics um, and uh, you know social issues, I always focus on on the victim and never on on the on the, on the criminal. You know, um, so I, I wanted to make sure that um, I portrayed uh, George Floyd in a, in a positive light um, and, and not bring, because uh, I've seen some other work done where, you know, the, there's the brutality of it, which I believe also has to be shown as well, as well as the faces of the police officers. And, you know, every artist should and have their own path and their own decision making. Um, I personally thought, you know, I want to create a place and a space for people to reflect. Um, I was going through, you know, I felt hurt. I felt personally hurt by this, by this crime. And um, it, it wasn't only that specific situation, but it was just the whole um, accumulation of all of these injustices being done. Um, uh, just about three weeks prior to George Floyd being murdered, there was a young man who was shot by two white men uh, when he was running in a, you know, just jogging the neighborhood and they were in their pickup trucks and they didn't like that he was there. And, and uh, um, uh, Sandra Bland and, and, and so many others um, that had been just terribly murdered. So all of this, all of this just became this ball of anger and, and, uh, and, and just you know, like I said, it's hard for me to find a word to express all of these different emotions. Um, but when I was creating the, the, the piece and thinking about, um, thinking about what was I going to say on this public space, um, you know, I had to really think about um, how George Floyd would be portrayed, the history of police brutality in this country, and also the response of the community. And, and that's sort of the, the three major elements uh, in the mural is uh, George Floyd as, as a human being. Um, uh, the names inside the sunflower, um, all those names are seeds that never meant, you know, will never grow into flowers themselves. Uh, the petals of, of the sunflower coming out, that shining light out in the world, because these people are people of light as well. Uh, his name in large yellow letters uh, with the blue in, uh, protesters inside or his community inside, um, um, 
yellow is is a Black Lives Matter, uh, sort of one of their uh, uh, trademark colors that they use. They use black and yellow, and I wanted to incorporate that, and I you know incorporated that in. Um, oops, excuse me, my. My computer just went to sleep. Um, okay. I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to go, yes, I wanted to incorporate those Black Lives Matter colors um, into the piece. And um, so his community is inside his name and they're all uh, sort of abstract. They don't have any sort of facial features, but they're just representative of shapes. Because I, didn't, I wanted to say that everyone, you know, is fighting for this cause. And then you had the sort of the blue background, which represents freedom and openness. And uh, the flower also represents loyalty and longevity. Um, so loyalty for George Floyd and um, loyalty for the cause and longevity. You know that we should always remember the names of these people who have been killed by police. Um, so um, you know, artistically, I was trying to put all of these elements together and um, trying to create a piece that was, again, a reflective uh, part, you know, a thing where you can go and see and say, okay, I can, I can see what um, is being said here, I can relate to it. Um, it's not only George Floyd, but all of these names um, that have been taken away unnecessarily by police violence. And um, so, but through all of that process, you know, it started with anger and then slowly once, uh, you know, that the day we finished the mural, it ended up with just the sense of, of relief and, and thankfulness and um, uh, just the spiritual awakening in a way, uh, you know, of how a community can come together and create something that um, lets us um, uh, come together. Great. Well, on that um, hopeful note, um, I'm gonna um, just finally ask you to um, tell us a little bit more about anything that you've been working on, um, on your art over this past few months or right now. Um, and also if there's anything else that you'd like to say that I didn't ask you about today. Sure. Um, so right now I'm currently working on a series called uh, Children Don't Belong in Cages. And um, it is a simple black and white uh, uh, pen drawings of um, in silhouettes of children and their silhouettes are taken over by uh, the cages they're in. Um, uh, there's just this, you know, we have COVID, we have Black Lives Matter, we have tons of different issues right now happening in the world. And um, there's, there's so much that we can be, you know, if you're a social justice fighter artist that you can be fighting for. And I, 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 um, I commend and I respect uh, all artists especially those who are using their talents to, to speak out against all of these injustices. And um, however, you know, one artist cannot do everything. So um, I usually what I do is each month I do a different theme or a different uh, cause. And so um, uh, uh, this, well, it crossed over to this month. I started doing uh, the series of uh, Children Don't Belong in Cages because um, of what's happening right now on uh, the border with uh, immigrant families uh, and children just uh, inhumanely being kept in cages and um, nothing seems to be uh, being done about it. Um, they're human beings. Uh, as an immigrant myself, 
you know, I, I see my, I, I see my kin, I see my family, you know, I see my neighbors uh, inside those cages and it's disheartening, uh, it's inhumane. Um, and uh, regardless of where you're from, you know, you should not be treated like an animal. Um, you should not be kept in cages um, without proper care, you know, and where your humanity is stripped away from you. And these are the kind of experiences that will mark those children for the rest of their lives. And that's a terrible, terrible uh, atrocity that we are creating, uh, that this administration is creating. And um, I, I hope that those kids grow up to be, you know, great functioning human beings. And I hope that this experience doesn't scar them for life you know, where it will really affect them and their generations to come. Um, so that's right now my, um, the cause I'm working on as far as art is concerned. However, I'm always thinking about, you know, all the different issues and things that are happening. So um, that is my current uh, work. Um, and um, yeah, I'd just like to say to all those folks who are artists and uh, regardless what type of art you practice, you know, use your talents, your skills to bring change about the world in a positive way. Thank you so much, Kadex. It's been great talking to you. Um, I will uh, hopefully see you soon and I'll be sending you some more follow information. Sounds good. Gracias, Fernanda. Y un placer hablar contigo también. Muchas gracias. Okay, thank you. Tenga buen día.